0: Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by the lines.com coming to you from the West Coast Josh Lander. That is Nate Weitzer. He's on the East Coast. And we're getting ahead of this Friday slate for you as there was a tiny little slate in baseball on Thursday night as we're recording this for you guys for the 31st of our, so I'm sorry, I'm super backed up. We are going to be on the 2nd of September for this slate here tonight on Friday. Don't quite yet know how we did on Thursday. So we'll get back to you on that. When we see you guys next week, make sure to like, and subscribe to that page, continue to follow along. Also head to the lines.com. Use that odds finder tool that we are using each and every day to make these picks, to make sure you're getting the best odds available to you from all of those books giving us bets in this baseball season. Nate, let's go ahead and run into your first pick here for Friday's MLB slate.
1: Well, we know Lance Lynn got lit up like a pinata. That's uh, We're only two innings into that game, so fading him has worked out well. Uh, but yeah, we are moving on to Max Scherzer and the Rangers hosting the Twins, and I am backing Scherzer, who has obviously been revitalized by moving to Texas, and is exactly the type of guy you want as your stopper, uh, stopping your losing streak. He didn't wasn't able to do that against Milwaukee, um, but otherwise has been fantastic for the Rangers. Two and one, two point four six ERA, and he's gone seven innings in three of his last four. So I'm looking at the 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 juice, the temptation here. For him to go, uh, 19 outs, so just over six innings is plus 145. Very tempting. I would say half a unit on that, and go a full unit on Scherzer to get the win. That, that's also on DK plus 120. Both they're, I, I guess they're baiting you, but uh, I mean they seem like likely to happen. We're talking about a Twins lineup that has the highest K rate in the American League since the All Star break. That's seven and twelve on the road um, in their last 19 here, hitting 242 with, again, a high K rate. It's a lineup that profiles to strike out a lot against Scherzer, and sure enough, his last start, he struck out 10 and beat the Twins. Um, And Joe Ryan, on the other side, struggling. Uh, He managed to only give up one earned against Texas, but a third straight time that he had a 33% home run to fly ball ratio. And if you have a putrid ground ball rate, which he has since the start of June, and you have, you know, a 3.1 home run per nine ratio on the road and you're going to Choctaw, right? It's it's no longer Globe Life. It's Choctaw Stadium it down there, like- whatever it is in Texas, where the ball flies out of there in the yeah. August humidity. Uh, that's going to be trouble, even though he is a little bit better against lefties and righties. And, and Corey Seager is the hottest hitter in that lineup. Um, I, I think there's plenty of bats. We're going to get to him, uh, and it's really interesting to see how his his strikeout numbers just fall off a cliff as soon as he gets runners on base and has to pitch out of the stretch. So Texas, their offense never really went anywhere. They were just blowing games with the bullpen uh, and with starters not being that good. But every time Scherzer's been out there, except that Milwaukee game where he had a bit of an implosion, he's been rock solid. He's been the anchor that they traded for, that they hope for. and the, And their offense, like I said, has still been one of the best in the league. Uh, So I think they will get to Ryan and get Scherzer
0: the run support for a win. Man, I hope so. I would love, really love for that to happen because I would still have some money that a decent amount, I will say, on them to make, sorry, to win the division. It's not like it's ripe for them at all, but I do think that, you know. Not, I'm not necessarily saying Minnesota's the worst. They'd probably be the worst playoff team. So this is an opportunity. I mean, if, if you're going to play someone from the AL Central, I don't care who it is at this point, even the Twinkies, this is an opportunity, and, and you have to take advantage of that uh, for, for the, the Rangers. And, yeah, I think the leave are out there long enough to get the win for sure. And, I mean, the 18-and-a-half outs, yeah, I think him going seven innings is a very, very high possibility. I, I don't think they they clearly don't trust and probably shouldn't trust Chapman, that much, and, and it, the the less they can use the bullpen, the better. So, uh, let me go over to uh, Carlos Rodan, he's my favorite guy to fade at this point with the K's. I you'll notice I didn't bring him up when we did a show uh, before they were playing the Oakland A's because I'm not that dumb, but I don't have his, his pitcher prop right now. And when I get it, I'm gonna assume it's still gonna be at five and a half because he did get six against the Athletics in his last time out, however. Uh, That was one of the only times in recent memory that he did do that, except for one other time, and that was against the uh, Colorado Rockies and the Tampa Bay Rays, where both of those teams strike. I mean, the Rockies strike out the second most of anybody in the league against lefties. The Rays, as good as they are, have struck out the, the 13th highest K percentage against lefties in the last couple months. So. I don't really do much with that With for Carlos Rodan. He's coming up against the Houston Bats right now that are incredible against lefties and have been all season. They have the eighth highest caper or eighth lowest K percentage, I should say, just 20% of the time that they strike out against lefties, which also helps them to the fourth best. Uh, K to walk ratio because they do walk plenty um, and Rodon two walks or more in seven of his last eight. It's a part of the reason that he gets in trouble once he gives up any kind of hits and, and has lets a bunch of guys on base. He's only pitched eight times this season or nine times this season, I should say, but also by the way, Houston, number one, WRC plus, Versus lefties in August, hitting with a 176 uh, WRC plus for context. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians are at about a 75 WRC plus, so that's a big disparity when there's a hundred between them. Uh, th- in Houston's last ten, that they've won seven of them. In those seven wins, they've uh, basically hit nine. 10 runs a game, 9.8 that they've scored in those wins. And even overall, they're at seven and a half, even in the losses that they took over their last 10, they're still scoring a bunch of runs. There were about four lefty matchups in there for them. So uh, Rodan is at only 7.88 Ks per nine right now. It does not look like the same guy. He was before he got hurt, and it's it's led to just a bunch of trouble. Once he's walking guys as well, up around a five walk per nine ratio is just it's not going to get it done for him. So if he makes it six, I still feel comfortable taking under six Ks for him. I would probably play it down to four and a half if it somehow got there and if, if it does it's still got to be juiced way to the over in which case like do what you will with that I would still take under uh four and a half K's or, I'm sorry juice to the under so that you can get a, a bunch of juice there and and get the the under four and a half I, I think I would still take it against the Houston Astros who are just not striking out pretty much at all and are, are sizzling hot
1: yeah it's miles apart facing the A's lineup and then facing the Astros lineup. Especially if you're a lefty who is struggling with, with location. Yeah, I would look at the under on his case, the over on his earned runs, unless it's like totally absurd. But yeah, I think the Astros should be all over him. I was going to look at the run line in that game with Verlander on the mound um, and think the Astros just just definitely handle that one. Uh, moving on to the Phillies, and they are red hot as well at the Brewers, who I am not going to try to fade necessarily. Uh, I, I want to take the Phillies' money line. I'm interested. It's minus 120, but instead of doing that, you can just take Bryce Harper combined two hits, runs, and RBI uh, for minus 120. I think put 1.2 on that, get an even return, Even though Freddy Peralta is a really good starter here for the Brewers, uh, he does have some issues in righty-lefty matchups. Really high launch angle in his last uh, few starts. And, I mean, inconsistent with his slider in the last five, but really it's about the fastball. And just if you're going to try to pipe fastballs past Harper, he's just seeing it too well lately. He's just absolutely in fuego here, hitting 471 in his nine-game hit streak. With 41 hits, runs, and RBIs in that span, six homers, uh, which is plus 475 for him to hit yet another homer. That would be the fourth straight game. I, I don't necessarily think you want to bank on that, but he is three for nine with two homers off Peralta. The, the only times he's been uh, retired, he has struck out, and he's just not striking out right now. He has a 9% K rate in that 9 game streak he has out 50% hard contact rate 28% line drive and the entire Phillies offense is just is just ridiculous right now uh with a 420 woba in the last 14 averaging 7.7 7 runs per game so i don't know how long Peralta will be able to navigate all these guys and and Harper can get it done against the bullpen as well uh but yeah i was i was going back and forth on which guy i wanted to back here Castellanos also has really good BvP against Peralta Schwarber's also crushing fastballs but I think just let's let's make Bryce Harper prove to us that he's gonna go over one time uh, before we jump off the bandwagon because right now he's he's just getting this every single time.
0: I'm yeah, you know, I'm 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 in a front seat. I got a front row seat on on the bandwagon for sure. I've been on there pretty early. I mean, it's not like the, you need to like claim early to a bandwagon of Bryce Harper, but I, what I mean by that is I've been waiting for a turnaround and then I've been betting it, and some of the value has been has dissipated a little bit. It's It's gone a bit because there were some, like you used to be able to get this for pretty much even money as recently as like a month and a half ago, a month ago. But I still think he's proven, like you said, what he's done time and time again at this point. I have no problem with with specifically targeting him in this game versus Freddie Peralta, who like, yeah, very stingy, like you said, been a really good pitcher, but plenty of lefties have been good pitchers. And then when they face Bryce Harper, he's hitting them as well. So uh, I'm pretty good with that. Uh Let me finish things off with uh Detroit here, and they're playing the White Sox. This is not the sexiest game to end our week on. I get that, but like Eduardo Rodriguez, easy for me to say, is very good, and Toussaint is not very good, and I'm assuming it's Toussaint in the French, but he's. I'm really happy for him. He got a, a good start last time. He had five innings pitch and just two hits and three walks. He was facing Oakland. So that worked out really nicely for him. Previous nine starts on the season, though, a 5-3 ERA and a 5.07 whip. Just really excited to be able to fade him, even if it is with a Tigers lineup that is just bad at this point uh, and has been very bad against righties in the month of August striking out the fifth most but uh, he, he gives up s- almost seven walks per nine right now to saying in, in those previous nine starts as well there were 18 earned runs that he allowed in, four, in his last four before he faced the A's that was 23 innings pitch and 18 earned runs that's a very bad earned run average uh, per nine there so I, I love being able to fade him even though we're talking about a, a, like I said I don't care that the Tigers don't hit well because Chicago hits worse, sir, than that uh, against lefties, especially in August, they have the highest K rate, they have the third lowest, I'm sorry, they have the eighth lowest WRC plus, there are some bad WRC pluses, by the way, I gave Cleveland way too much credit for how, how good their WRC plus is against lefties, I said 65, it's at 54, which just increases how insane it is that the first place team in Houston is just so much better than them. But I think Eduardo Rodriguez in this situation a very good lefty he did have a couple of games once one of them against Houston where he was struggling as lefties the uh he struggled mightily the other one was against Boston also crushing lefties right now so we're talking about the teams that are hitting lefties best that he had a few problems with and the everybody else he's fine with and he's about to face basically a double a lineup uh for the chicago white Sox and this one who like i said just strike out do not walk they're just undisciplined hitters because they're not yet major league hitters so this should be a pretty much a cakewalk and and getting the uh the tigers at minus 125 on draftkings for their money line i'm putting a full unit and a half on it for sure I think it's Toussaint in French, right?
1: Uh, the one thing that does concern me is the White Sox hit lefties pretty well. I mean, the last two years, they've been actually like top five against lefties and, and just utterly terrible against righties. But I know I, Eduardo Rodriguez is a really good pitcher who was supposed to be traded to a contender and was just like, nah, I'm good here. Uh, and so he's just going to keep punching. Punching his ticket, you know, punching the clock and uh, retiring batters. Yeah, I I think I would back him. I just don't know about the Tigers offense, to be honest. Like, yeah, they, they were at least like middle top half, but it hasn't really resulted
0: in a lot of wins except the extra innings they were able to pull out this afternoon against the Yankees. Heard, yeah, heard that. I, I heard also just think that the batters that were playing for the White Sox over the last couple of years were different guys, so it doesn't really even matter anymore. There's nobody on that team. They just kind of shelled everybody out, and nobody's worked out. They've all just gone to their next homes and been awful. See Giolito, etc. So that is all the time we have for you. In this one, though, make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Coming back to you guys next week. Looking to stay on this keto with you. So, until we see you next, keep I'm going to go